Ask Ogilvy's global CEO, Devika Bulchandani, what the key to success is in advertising, especially in a media-saturated world. And she says, forget the medium, form human connections with your consumers. That has powerful results and that is an irrefutable truth. In this interview with Business Lines Vinay Kamat and Ayushi Khar, she talks about the advent of digital and tech in ad agencies, future of advertising, power of creativity, her inspirations and how she made it to the top. Thank you for tuning in. Over to you Vinay Kamat. So actually, what I was asking you, the globally, the you know, ad agency system is seeing a lot of turmoil. You know, the power of media agencies has grown, and so has the power of digital agencies, and consultants also making a big play. So, will the traditional agency continue in the form it is as it is today? If you if you think about uh, what we call a traditional agency, I mean, you just think about it. There used to be print advertising, and then there was radio, and then there was TV. it always evolved with whatever the new medium to connect with consumers was but for some reason we always take that hold the print radio tv and then we put in one bucket and then we just assume but evolution happened even then so what you're going to see is agencies that are going to keep evolving the ones that are going to be vibrant and vital they're going to keep evolving in how they uh, tell stories to consumers and how they connect brands to consumers whether it's the use of technology it's the use of data so that evolution needs to keep happening otherwise we're not going to be vital because if consumers are on you know uh, on different devices we need to connect with them so we need to understand it <clears throat> but i will still say that the power of creativity will reign supreme what we're seeing is advertising is becoming more tech led even your mondelez advertising with shahrukh khan to lot of machine learning involved was involved there so our agency is equipped for this kind of digital transformation to be more tech led and also doesn't mean that you're going to be hiring more tech people so the the truth is we will be hiring more tech people who understand it right um, if you think about the old world of how agencies surrounded themselves in the ecosystem of partnership there were production companies who helped you make the tv commercials or you know um, radio commercials whatever the the form is today we need a different set of partners right tech companies and people who are doing things in new ways and we need to partner with them so i just keep saying everything is just it's sort of exploding right we are doing we are doing work in different mediums in more mediums than ever before our partnerships to be able to make that work a reality are with more and different kinds of companies Uh, so even the Mondelez work, I mean, there was a tech partner that was involved in making that a reality. So, but we also have a creative technologist who is here, right inside, to be able to speak that language, make that connection. Um, so there's no shortage of imagining new ideas. Uh, the critical thing is how we make them real. Right. So you continue to maintain that the idea is the core, the medium is different. Idea is. the idea will reign supreme and i think we have proven it again and again and again i mean mondelez is a great example of that right the core of the idea is always about the the spirit of generosity right and the spirit of generosity where there is a um what it says a misalignment in a power structure so whether it's small business now it's the hawkers 
the work that was done for um, the groundskeepers. So it's how are you generous to those uh, who need it? So you have mentioned that there is no way to learn advertising. And there was this example you gave how you hire architects because they have that sort of balance between creativity as well as a really sort of problem-solving mindset. So has the kind of portfolio of uh, people that you're onboarding in-house changed? Like, for instance, MBAs, are they like... Are you hiring less? Are they are they less attracted to this market? Do you think that this... Uh... You know, I think advertising was always an industry that attracted uh, different kinds of people, right? I always tell the story to say we have probably more ex-lawyers, right? Right, Like people who go into an industry because they think they want to do that and they're like, no, I actually want to be uh, in sort of a creative field. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've always attracted different kinds of uh, people and we need different kinds of people because the way creativity and storytelling is expressed is, you know, whether it's music, whether it's film. Um, so it's always been, to me, that case. I, I don't I don't think we've reached a point or as an industry where we're really attracting, like, uh, you know, filmmakers make ads. Mm -hmm. My sister's a DOP here, and yes. she does a lot of ad films, but she does films. Right, so there's a lot of that overlap in sort of the production world. Um, I don't think I've seen somebody who comes from the film world and says, now I'm doing a full-time job in advertising. Correct. But what you find is in sort of the creative ecosystem, a lot of people have one foot in the advertising world, whether it be in the world of music, whether it be in... Right? But I, I haven't seen that total transformation where... Somebody said, I'm leaving the film world, I'm going to advertising, or somebody said, I'm leaving architects, lawyers. Right. If you have a creative soul, yes, you go, I'm gonna, I want to change in career. Right. Having said that, I don't think it's the dominant force, if you know what I mean. Correct. Right. Uh, so, will we, India be in the Ogilvy network among the top three, top five agencies? I think in terms of its creative reputation and the work it's putting out, I'd put it right there um, you know, at the top. Uh, in terms of its size, it's probably in the top five um, globally. It's sort of reputational halo, I would say. It's, you know, absolutely one of the top right now. Okay. Forget just in the Ogilvy Network. Ogilvy India is yeah. at the top of its game in the industry. So do you see it moving up to, say, among the top three for you, the Indian market, Indian agency? Oh, I just challenged them yesterday. Okay. I said, okay. you know, how do we... Uh, how does this powerhouse use this moment to scale and become even bigger? Yes. Right. So once uh, agencies at one time were seen as, you know, the most uh, articulate consumer and the board of boardroom of big clients. But today, uh, you know, smaller, nimbler agencies are coming and clients themselves are looking at more transactional things rather than building relationships. How will that affect larger agencies like you? The, the biggest reason why we talk about this is really the scarcity of time, right? It's the same thing we say, this time has become the biggest currency. To me, I do not, and I talk about this to our, our teams all the time, I spend a lot of time with clients, and I have not found any hesitation or resistance when you add true value, right? right for them to want to give you a seat at the table and want to want to have you. Uh, but from the agency side, we have to add value, right? Because time is currency, 
gone are the days where you could just sit around and you know just spend a lot of time together so it's like the speed to value becomes really important for clients um, but i have to be honest with you when you when we provide the value and i went and met uh, deepak from mondelez today and he spent an hour with us right there was a seat at the highest table there but because the ogilvy india zone the right to have the seat at the table yeah yeah so it's it is on us i would say if you if we care about our clients we care about their business uh, and they see it i've never been in a position where they don't want us to have a seat at the table then right right just coming back to the question about you know digital tech and all that so would or will we look at hiring more technologists or would you look at outsourcing this work to both right so we we are hiring more technologists they've done it here uh, we're doing it in other markets as well but the way the rapid speed with which technology moves we live in a world where we've got to have partnerships right right so i don't think it's ever going to be a case of we are going to have all the technical expertise expertise and no should we that's not the core of our business right, right? ideas you back yeah. to ideas yeah. yeah no no should we but we need the people who are fluent in that language who are the ones who are making sure that we have access and relationships with what's happening at the cutting edge so that we can utilize that and make our ideas and uh, real right so i think it's a balance uh, of both so right. there were always in ad world at least from my understanding specific industries that dominated like revenue buckets um like right now it's a lot to do with like consumer brands previously you would see cigarettes um stuff like that so has the kind of bucket of industries especially as consumers are evolving in what they consume from social media to uh, fintech apps to startups that are coming with like these novel products in like the domain of no, technology consumer brands um people need to eat and drink uh, right. you know they're so foundational that right. they're still a massive chunk of sort of the industry per se correct right tech is a massive uh, chunk for us in terms of in a vertical if you say correct right? and what's really interesting about tech is it changes correct right so if you think about telco 12 or 15 years ago it didn't factor as a large chunk of any right. agencies today it is one of the most uh, sought after categories for an agency because correct. again it's such a huge uh, aspect of it financial services and banks correct right so i think there are many different things but the interesting thing to me is if you take the vertical of tech it is the evolution of it keeps uh, actually fragmenting into different categories within tech correct. and then the other one which is a behemoth is your consumer brands is health oh okay a behemoth right right so uh and that's why you know we have ogilvy health uh, right which is a really solid global operation for us because it takes a different understanding you have to understand regulations and laws in different countries and um um hcp communication because that's communicating with doctors health tech health innovation right so is that a word like you obviously laid out the kind of vertical health is the only one in our industry in the agency world which actually has its own i would say division so right. most agencies have a group right. of sort of you know so we call it ogilvy health right so it is its own uh, vertical so is it because of the size or just it's specialism specialism yeah. but then what would be the like beside consumer in terms of revenue what would be the vertical health like i said is a 
massive as well. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. It's massive. It's the largest contributor. I wouldn't say largest, but in terms of chunks, it's consumer goods, it's tech. You know, for us also, like we have a lot of consumer goods when you think about it globally. Uh, and in Ogilvy, India, they do uh, Vodafone. You know, they have here now, which is I think it's become Vodafone Idea. No, Vodafone Idea. idea. Yeah. Um, we have uh, IBM, obviously, which is a big global engagement. We do a lot of work with multiple markets with Samsung. Right. So health, we have lots of uh, brands, and we do a lot of PR work for health and. Uh, sort of advertising and communication sort of based work and actually digital experience work. Right. And in terms of, let's say, uh, new geographies, like you mentioned Mumbai as this like shining beacon, rightly, like creatively, it's got this halo. We have won so many accolades from Ogilvy India. So do you see like geographies shifting from New York to other... You know, this year in Cannes, I think it was interesting, I called it the year of India yeah. uh, in Cannes, and it's not the first titanium ever for India, which was Ogilvy India. Right. Uh, but then it was Densu India that won, you know... Yeah, uh, that history to work. Yeah, agency yes. of the year too. Right. And if you were... In the final night, it really felt like India showed up four. I was counting four or five times, and then just look at my own appointment. Like right. it kind of feels like it's a moment. And I was talking to somebody to say I have so many CMOs all of a sudden um, uh, at the global stage who are Indian. Uh, right. So it does feel like there's some sort of a. Uh, it's like a moment, I guess. Uh, right. But if you think about geography. Uh, geography too I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with China it was such an important market Mm -hmm. but obviously given what's happening um, geopolitically not just geopolitically but also from a COVID perspective right Right. because they've really been in lockdown now so it it impacts our business right Right. it's a large market for you as well it's very very yeah Uh, our presence in China is um, sort of unparalleled when it comes to so the top market would be the US right for you the top market is the US um U.S., Europe, actually Asia-Pacific, these are all three very well-developed markets in Latin America. Ogilvy has this very interesting thing. We have deeper penetration from a global perspective than probably any other network, but it's not just presence in those markets. It's actually excellence. So when we won at Cannes, 38 offices that, you know, led to the victory of Network of the Year. So it really is... A network of excellence, not just a network of presence. Right. But do you think agencies obsess too much about awards, whereas the consultants are making away with the dollars, with the ad dollars? Uh, Our product is our pride. They don't do what we do. I don't actually understand why we get compared all the time. they don't have, I'm sorry, but they, they're not in the creative business, right? So if in the creative business, any creative industry, pride in product is a really big part of it. Right. right? Hollywood has it too. Right. And when you make something, when you're creating stories, that's an important bit of it. Uh, so I don't know how they would obsess about creative awards. They don't, they're not in that business. They don't do it. You know, they do MarTech implementations. And, uh, and by the way, so does... We have Vertical here. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's... Um, uh, Lorraine can tell you more if you want, but it's a Martech Ogilvy company in India itself. It's in 17 different markets. So we're in that business. But our core business is creativity. 
Right. Um, so there was a recent article in you know HBR, which one of my friends sent me, saying that clients are finding you know digital advertising is no longer working the way the way it should work, and you know there's a move back to print and definitely television. So do you think this is a, again shifting sands? You know what? You take any revolution and you swing like this, and then you know somehow the pendulum. Take a pendulum and you whack it, and it goes. It's away. coming back. And then I don't know if it's coming back. I think you always find middle ground. It's like. This is dead, that's alive, and then we always find like some sort of uh, middle ground. The truth, forget the medium, right? To me, the truth is that forming emotional connections with human beings has powerful results in my personal life, in a brand and, you know, brand's relationship with the consumer. That is an irrefutable truth. When you look at digital, a lot of it has to do with like short form or creator-led um, per- percolation of ideas or marketing. So is there, and I, I, even when I went to the Abbey's, there was this huge uh, like drive that all these social media companies were doing, asking advertisers to start looking at short form videos or like more like social media-led products uh, in terms of uh, percolating down marketing. So is that something that... Ogilvy is trying to reckon with? So we have a, we actually have a pretty large, and I would say again, not just size, uh, and you'll hear more about it from Ogilvy India also in the coming months, an influencer practice. Right. Which is such an important part of that world. Right. Um, And by the way, it is the new and modern form of endorsement. Like in my days, I guess it was a celebrity, and today it's, uh, who do you believe? Who do you believe? It's just... Who's right. aspirational? Who do you believe? Right. Um, so yes, but by the way, those are emotional bonds that have exactly, been created. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but how do you think about creativity there? Because I mean, I've seen some of the beautiful ads that you've put forth. There's something cinematic about it. There's an emotion. There's a political message sometimes. So how do you sort of reckon with creativity in an influencer space where things are faster? Uh, it's speed and creativity are not enemies. Right. Right. Uh, and creativity doesn't come in one shape, size, or form. So it's not like creativity only takes the size of a cinematic or the shape of a cinematic film. Right. Right. And even the work that you know they're doing here in India, you see sort of the marquee idea sometimes, and you forget the whole ecosystem. So there's a lot of other things. You know, we tend to focus on sort of what's the core. Uh, from a front sort of facing, and what's the what's the hero bit of the idea, but ideas work in ecosystems today. Right, right. So I think creativity is, we can do it in any shape. We, print was creative. Correct. Or is creative, is I shouldn't creative. say, was, is creative. Right. Right, so short form videos or, uh, or, you know, doing things with influencers, they can absolutely be creative. Right. And we do, I mean, the whole industry is doing it, by absolutely. the way, all over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so in India especially, like, there have been these advert ads that have come into the foray, like the Tanishkat that was... Uh, uh, I don't know it. Tan- essentially, it had, uh, uh, a, I think, a Hindu woman come into yeah. a Muslim family or something, like a re- religious... Oh, I think I do remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there has been some... They uh, withdrew the ad. They withdrew the ad. Like, the, the, there, was, there was a time when, like, brands advert, like, and, like, creative agencies would be conveying the kind of stance, as you rightly pointed out, that you've done in Honduras and the U.S., uh, taking a stand and like building that into their sort of uh, image 
and putting forth. So how is that something that Ogilvy is encountering in India? No, when you, to me, it's taking a stand, but it's also being reflective of modern reality. Right. Right. The fact that, uh, they, why do we talk about LG, LGBTQ rights? Because there's people in the consumer base and in our employee base. Right. <laughs> right. right. So then that becomes an important bit of like, how do you demonstrate a modern family? What does family mean today? Right. I don't know. I mean, in a lot of markets, it's not one dimensional. But do you think, are you encountering difficulties in executing if the minute realities you, in India? It's not, when you tread, when you tread into waters like that, there's always going to be uh, difficulty. The question is not the difficulty. Right. I always tell clients to say, if we're going to, which I encourage all clients to say, let's figure out what's right for you to do. Right. And and then also have the appetite to know that there's going to be some, the world is a little polarized today, right? There's going to be some discussion. There's going to be some debate. Some people will agree. Some people will not agree. It's how we deal with that. And are we ready as brands to deal with that? So if a client organization is not ready to deal with that, because if you are going to go into those territories, you have to be ready Right. So con that's what we're doing. We're starting a conversation. Right. No right. two people will agree on something. But right. that, and social, by the way, gives all of that a forum today. Correct. So basically, clients need to take a stand. Advertising agencies are the, are the convey the message. I, and clients, by the way, it's like it's not just a, it's not just you're not doing this for the sake of doing it. Consumers are demanding it. Correct. Right. Then you have ESG on the other hand. So what a. Uh, what are investors saying to our client organizations? We'd like to see your ESG policy, which is environment, social governance, climate. So these are all part of, you know, this all part of sort of the dynamic on two sides, where the wallet is talking and then the investors are putting pressure. So I think we're in a different kind of world today. Right. And, corpor and corporations, by the way, corporations today are trusted more than government. Right. Right. From a data perspective. So we, you, me, all of us are actually holding corporations accountable to say, we want you to do the right thing. And you talked about how Ogilvy is at the pinnacle in terms of you have the seat at the, the, at the table for some of the biggest brands across the world in India as well. But uh, do you see the ecosystem in India? So for instance, like a lot of like um, Indian, uh, Indian sort of advertising market is led by the offshoots or the subsidy not the subsidiaries but the in like the india business of all these big global giants but do you think we are at this place where there can be a very like india-led homegrown ad agency like you see a lot of these uh, uh people in these organizations like going ahead and sort of starting their own operations creative hot shops kind of yeah thing. can they build like a bigger brand uh, in India or have like a global sort of no, I mean I have to say coming, coming from India yes I hope that there's a homegrown brand that becomes global if you're saying you know because it's normally uh, the way I would say innovation travels normally is from the west to the east right like that's the yeah. that's the I hope that changes right right now what I'm seeing is like I just think our entire Asian operation if India is a crown jewel and uh, our Asian operation is a stallion Right. And in London International Awards, you're going to see not just work from India, but from Bangkok. That is right. absolutely spectacular. So I hope that happens, right? Because I look at myself as the individual version of that. So we've done it a lot uh, from an individual basis. Right. Like people have... Sort of I mean, 
God yeah, so Indian exports as a human exactly. being, as a leader. Right. So I want to see more organizations do that. What's stopping from India from, let's say, building those kind of brands creatively? What What do you think is the case? Is, is it just... I think if you're talking about brands versus agencies, they're two different things. I think Indian brands that are very based in local insight right. uh, are harder to travel because we're a unique culture. That's true. We are a very unique culture. Right. Right? And we all take a lot of pride in that, right? So if if the brand is based in just true sort of local insight, then it's harder to do it. Um, do I also think, by the way, if you can just capture the Indian market, if a yeah. brand can just become dominant. Or an right? Indian agency just like yeah. dominate over Gilby here. Indian that's, market. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, that's amazing. And three, I think it's also investment in, you know, it's like takes investment to scale anything. Right. It takes a lot of investment, which becomes harder again in the Indian context, I think, from just an agency perspective. Like, how do you invest? How do you go? And if you really think about it in the last 10 years, let's take the global stage. What's a recent entrant that became a global powerhouse? Droga? Right, but they're still not in the amount of markets that you'd have an Ogilvy or McCann or you know right. Publicis or Dentsu. So I think that it's just it's hard to do it because it takes a lot of investment. You need the clients. If you're going to open a new office, you need a client or you need a global client. Okay. So many of these agencies were built on the backs of global clients and the opened offices because across the yeah now global clients have options. In those days when these net- networks were created, they didn't. Now you have an option because there are about some amazing global networks. So I don't know, but I wish it all changes. So now you're now that you've become CEO, there's always talk that it's lonely at the top. So where are you getting your inspirations from? I get my inspiration from being connected to all the people. Right? At the end of the day, it's all about, like, if you want to connect to consumers, I just go, the first thing is let me connect to my own mm-hmm. organization. Right. right, and spend time um, just understanding people. That's the biggest bit of inspiration. Uh, I think the other thing is I get a lot of my inspiration. <laughs> I want to say I have a lot of fight in me. Right. And I get a lot of my fight uh, from things that are wrong and things that are unjust. And I use that. And I'd say we all have platforms. We all have some platform. You have a platform, which is, you know, the camera, your journalism, your words. I have a platform. And we use, so I use that platform to see how can we, and clients, and how can we, you know, how can I take that fight and make it into uh, something great. So something interesting you said in one of your interviews that, uh, I mean, you come, uh, you know, agents in an a network which is completely white and completely male dominated and you said two white men helped you succeed right. uh, so what's been the reaction in the ad world there in the US that time? you know I like sometimes people say to me I think we need to talk about like I, I really don't I, when I t- think about Harris Diamond Rob Riley now Mark Reed Mark Reed put me in this position mm-hmm. right so like he's not the man he's the white guy from London and not from not from the US um, and I always like to talk about it because there's two reasons. One, we need more of those men 
to be champions of uh, of us, right? Of not just a woman, but being uh, a diverse woman in the U.S. Um, so we need more of that. Two, we need more women also to believe that there are guys out there. Like I always say, there are guys out there who are doing the right thing. Because I want, like the world moves forward better when we try to do it uh, in a spirit of sort of togetherness. And I think they deserve a lot of credit, by the way, you know, like Paris gave me the toughest sort of lessons that have made me a better leader and a better operator to be able to run a business and not didn't do it because he was being tough. He did it because he was preparing me. Rob just had this belief in me. And we're the same age, by the way. He's my creative partner for the last many years. We've done all the best. And I always say, Rob believed in me so much that I was like, I was like, ah, okay, I can do it. I started believing in myself. That's important. So I got the preparation. I got the belief. And then Mark, I always say, gave me the ultimate stage. If you like what you heard, share the link. Check out our site, thehindubusinessline.com and watch our videos on youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. That is youtube.com backslash thehindubusinessline. Thank you for tuning in. You'll hear more from us next time.